This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a Euro special episode of Went to Mo Kings Mallow that we've just decided to record right now. Um, I'm your host, Dean, joined by Dane and Jane. Uh, Jane, still in your England kit. I don't think you've slept or washed, um, but like I can't smell you on Zoom. <laughs> I've definitely washed, don't worry, but sleep throughout the whole month, sleep's been non-existent and I've loved it, but I am glad it's all over just so I can have some decent sleep. Yeah, Dane, obviously, first England trophy for all of us in all our lifetimes. That's how long ago it's been since um, an England national team has won, but quite the occasion, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. I've really enjoyed this tournament. I I, I, I struggled early on because I watch it with blue-tinted glasses. You know, I can't help it, and I'm such a fan of Fran, and sometimes she just gets... Drowned with a with the lack of lack of possession and, and, and support she sort of gets, and... But you know, as 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 we progressed in the tournament, I tried to see it as 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 the benefit for England and 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 not for Chelsea. And yeah, the final was was an amazing achievement. I thought Germany Germany were really good. Their fitness levels were were amazing. And the second half, I thought we looked quite leggy, but then we just found a second gear. I questioned some of the substitutions, but obviously I was eating humble pie because uh, ones like uh, Jill Scott coming on, you know, actually I thought really helped us. Uh, uh, she brought something to the game, which I didn't expect. That's why I'm not the manager of England <laughs> and I'm sitting at home having a beer and Moretti watching it in my front room. Uh, yeah, it was an outstanding performance. You know, you need a bit of luck in these, in these tournaments. Uh uh, I thought our first half was re- was really good. Again, I wish I wish just you know we could again with blue tinted gloss on trying to get that Fran involved more. You know, but I don't think it's it's through her lack of effort or anything. You know, she makes so much space. She makes good movement. She makes good runs. She's so unselfish. But 
you know, for for for, for the individual reasons of, of the player and the ball at the time, you know, they, they back themselves to, to do more instead of the, maybe the, the simple pass to to Fran. But you know, you know, there, there were so many heroes out there. You know, you appreciate players, which I like. I like watching opposing players and appreciating appreciating them. Uh, and you have a respect for them, and you you know for a couple of months afterwards, you'll 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 keep an eye on them when when they're playing against us, you know the opposition before you actually go off them again. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was an amazing achievement. You know, people come together, you know, uh, men, women, families, uh, celebrities, and you know, even though you get the odd stupid negative comment on on social media, I think there was more positive that drowned out all those negatives. And yeah, I thoroughly deserved it. Sad it's, it's ended, but you know, what way to end by by England, uh, you know, winning winning that for the first time. Yeah, before the tournament, I was sort of like, if a Chelsea player wins, and I'll be happy. I don't really care who, who wins because I don't support England's men's national team at all. Can't stand them. But by the end of the tournament, I think fully fledged lioness. Um, the way Serena's moulded that squad, like you said, watching like Kira Walsh, Beth Mead. Obviously, you know these players, but you don't ever appreciate their talents as such because you're focused so much on your own team. But you know the whole squad has been brilliant. Uh, Jane, obviously. You've been up and down the country watching England and, and other teams. So what games have you been to and what was your favourite game, excluding the final, I guess? So I've been to the Open England game at Old Trafford, the second group game for England against Norway at Brighton, uh, England versus Northern Ireland at Southampton. Then I went to the England-Spain quarterfinal game, the Germany-Austria quarterfinal game. Wait, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the England-Sweden semi-final game, the Germany-France semi-final game, and then the final. So you went to every England game, as well as uh, another quarter-final and the other semi-final as well? Yeah, so I went, so I booked both quarters that England could have got into and both semis that... Smart, yeah. So I sort of had all options covered, but I was happy going regardless of who was going to play. Mm. Um, and the best, oh, I don't know what my favourite game was. I think like each game I've got a different reason. Like Obviously the opening game, just the experience of witnessing like an opening game of the Euros was brilliant. But I think if I had to choose one, I'd say the Spain game, although I don't remember watching most of it because I had my head in my hands and I was too scared to watch so I'd say I think I'd say the Norway game as, yeah. a, as a female though and, 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 and a woman going to football did you feel something different about this tournament could you feel more of a come together you know more more people again very ignorantly an acceptance of, of, of women's football you know like a change you know a change of, of thought and direction um, it did feel nice. Obviously, I know like at Super League games, you do have a lot of kids, families all going. But it did feel like there was a lot more young girls going to most of the games. And they literally are loving it. Like they're just living their best life. And that is what football's about at the end of the day. Because young girls don't get the experience men do. And I don't like men's football anyway. I'll watch it very occasionally. But for me, women's football is a lot better. And just to see little girls enjoy it, I just thought that was that was the highlight. Mm. 
Yeah, so obviously yesterday was the final. Um, what was it like at Wembley Way? To what time did you get there? Was it busy? What was what was going on around the ground for fans? Um, what time? I think I got there at quarter to eleven, and it was a lot busier than what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dane's face just made me laugh. I think you shocked how early I got there. Brilliant. That was late. Um, I thought for you. Well, the plan was to go in Box Park, but they weren't letting us in. Um, Why not? You could only go in if you had paid entry to mm. Box Park. So that was like that plan went out the window. But even at 11 o'clock, it was like really busy. They obviously had the sort of fan zone that UEFA put on. But personally, I think all the fan zones I've been to have been quite disappointing the Wembley one was definitely the worst out of all of them. And I think they could have done a lot better for the occasion. Um, but just the atmosphere. Obviously, I've been to Wembley, I think, four or five times for football now. But obviously, it's never been that many people. So to experience a stadium, it was 87,000. It was just, it was. it's a memory that will like I'll have forever. You know what surprised me? It didn't surprise me, but when the German national anthem uh, uh, come on and there was no hissing, there was no booing, there was no nothing. It was just Everyone completely Everyone just respected. let it happen. Mm. Yeah. So much more respectful. Like, you, the only booing we got was against the ref when she made some silly decisions. But I think a lot of people will agree with me on that one. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. wasn't yeah, the, the best. The commentators were saying booing. that as well. That's the only booing we got the whole game, really. And in terms of the football, do, do you feel the emotions as if it was a Chelsea game? I know I sort of did, which I haven't experienced with England probably for 20 years, but was it like being at a Chelsea game with those feelings and the emotions of the game? It was a, it was like really mixed emotions. I've never felt as sick. I felt like sick. But I've never felt sick at a Chelsea game. Um and I did, I admit, I did cry when the final whistle went, which I don't think I've ever done. I cried when Marin got injured, but I've never actually cried physically at a game. So I think the emotions were a lot higher. Could you feel the size of the game, so to speak? So obviously it's huge, not just for football, but society in general. It was a massive game, wasn't it? Could you feel that there? Yeah, you could feel, you could definitely feel like the difference between the FA Cup final that we went to in May compared to this final, it was just a completely different atmosphere altogether. Obviously, Jane wouldn't have seen it, Dane, but obviously at full-time, Jovelli and Wright and Alex Scott talking about what this win means for women's football, going to games, etc. Obviously, I went to an all-boys high school, so no girls anyway, but when you went to school, girls obviously not played football at all? No, no. Uh, you would hear... I did hear a lot of, of girls who, 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 had, who had had trials at Chelsea or who would have played for Chelsea. But obviously, you know, we, we understand the level was having having done, you know, these recent shows. And and so, so there was always like, uh, like like football schools on and, and training events. But no, Ian Wright spoke really well. You know, he was it was again, it was hard. It was, it was very uh, again with my blue tinted glasses. And I'm thinking oh, Alex Scott, Arsenal, Ian Wright. Arsenal and, and, and the women's Arsenal manager as well. So 
sometimes you you know you 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 think it's going to be an effort to listen but ian wright you know is very respectful he's very supportive he comes out with some 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 really good points and whilst highlighting uh you know you, you, the people you're going to get who are going to jump on this wave but then forget about it in a month's time and not and not support the league you know he was saying you know about times for kickoffs which is not good I think he mentioned maybe Arsenal's first game of the season is 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 late on a Sunday night, you know, and he was saying, you know, well, what's the point? Whilst also encouraging people to go out and buy tickets and 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 so yeah, so it has been good, you know. It, hopefully, it's an eye opener for people. Hopefully, you know, you more, more people come out and watch because you know we, we know Chelsea, you know, is a successfully supported team. It's, it's the other clubs that could do with a lot, a lot more fans and a lot more help. You know, when you see when Chelsea go go away, you know, Chelsea will have a will, will have a good away end, and uh, there won't be so much home fans there. So it has been good, and uh, I I think BBC done well. Uh, it was interesting, Alex Scott saying actually she was talking about a tournament a, a couple of tournaments ago when a couple of clubs refused or didn't put their ground forward for. England national team to play there and and I'd, I'd like to have known who they are and and I can tell you I know one of the grounds that refused Thank um, Chelsea, Nottingham oh Nottingham no Nottingham they put in a bid and then they withdrew drew the bid because they was like actually I don't want basically I don't want the women playing there and that's why United got the opening game oh fair enough that's what I've heard and I think it is quite true but I know Nottingham were one of the teams that pulled out and said they don't actually want the game being played there. But they're, they're looking back at it now thinking, actually, it mm. would have helped so much because the amount of stuff they'd got in from it. But I don't know what other teams sort of pulled out. or Because there was quite a bit of criticism early on in the group stages that was at that Man City's, uh, well, the, you know, the, the Man City's women's ground, which is... You know, sort of like that reserve training ground. As I remember there being a lot of criticism for that, and it, it, they should have said they should have put in it in a more in a uh, you know in, in in one of the men's stadiums. It's it, it's interesting what the thought process was, was behind that. But I think it was a, a successful tournament, massively by England winning. But you know, as you say, you know, to break the attendance record for for a European Champions final uh, was it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, Jane. Obviously, you're a lot longer than younger than both of us. Um, could you play football at school if you wanted to? Or Was it not an option? Uh, I'm trying to think. Primary school. Yeah, primary school. I I did play for a little bit, but I didn't know any of the rules and I couldn't play, so I gave up quite quickly. Um, and then secondary school. When I started in year seven, you like went to like sports trials sort of straight away um and you did like basketball netball football and if you didn't get picked then basically you weren't getting picked for the rest of the time at secondary school yeah yeah I don't think that's ever changed though yeah I I, I remember having a similar thing when I played I played the first couple of games and didn't didn't really like it so then I dropped out for about two 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 years and uh a science teacher happened to come past and saw me playing Saturday football and banging in goals left, right and centre. He went to the PE teacher and in those days, we obviously it was different. You know, we was it, we had five years, you know, like in secondary school, obviously one to five. And I hadn't played for the, for the school team for two years. And yeah, the science teacher happened to see me banging in goals. Like he kept on coming on Saturdays and he said to the PE teacher, I can't believe he doesn't play. He's probably your best player. That's the only way I got back in. I wasn't even interested because it was so... 
it was so clicky. Uh, but yeah, I still hear that from schools as well. You know, you if you get in early, you usually stay in, or you know, they don't seem to care much for. Yeah, I don't know anyone that sort of went to the trials, didn't get in, and then later on, I did it. There was I did well. I tried for rounders, didn't get in the team, and then they were social players. Come year ten, they were like desperate. So that was the only way I managed to get in that team. But like the football, if you weren't in year seven, they weren't interested in you. What What do you think needs to change to to maximise on what this event was? I think you need like to give young girls more opportunities. I know at my school there was only like there was only an A team, so have like three or four teams, and give girls that aren't as good as others because not everyone's this fabulous footballer. You never know. If I had give, was given the opportunity, I'm not saying I, I probably wouldn't have been, but I could be a professional footballer one day. <laughs> but you, I was told like in year seven, oh no, you're not good enough for the team. So obviously you're gonna just. I just stopped. I was like, well, what's the point of trying if I'm like not good enough? So I feel like young girls, they shouldn't just be one, like definitely at school, you should have three or four teams in a year and give the girls, even if they just want to sort of do it for fun, give them the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose yeah. It, it's not all about, then. it's not all about finding the next Frank Kirby or the next Chloe Kelly. It's just about letting girls enjoy play football the same way the boys play football, you know. I enjoy playing football. I wasn't overly good at it, but I was still able to play till I was sort of 18 and then gave it up. Mm. Um, girls sadly can't do that that has to change doesn't it and that's going to improve the top level yeah. regardless isn't it yeah it's it's it is really a cutthroat sort uh boys youth football is is really cutthroat I coached for a little while uh I I enjoyed it but then I fell out of love with it uh it, it was very you know you know if you didn't have based on the parents if you didn't have uh Mourinho next to you telling you how you should be uh, playing and tactically and everything. You'd have Pelé on the other side telling you how good he was in his day. Uh, I tried to, you know, I see how how, how the managers would, would talk to players. I tried to, you know, get down on their level, not stand over them. So I'm some sort of dominant figure. I'd always talk to them like on my knees, bending down some on their level. It's all about fun with, with just basic coaching. Uh, but it was all about fun and smart and keeping everyone involved. But that's that's a rarity, you know. Uh, that was a very rarity then. Not not a lot of people were doing it. It, it reaped us success because we went from you know, right bunch of uh, toe rags in Division Three. We went all the way to the top, you know, and uh, promotion after promotion just just by enjoying football. We was we was a rarity. Uh, I still see a little bit now and again. It's still cutthroat in the boys' league. Yeah, but you, you're right. You know, to get to get more girls out playing it is all about the enjoyment you know they have to fall in love with something they have to like something otherwise they uh you know you can easily be put off and if it's too disciplined if it's too strict you know you're not you, you're not going to enjoy it and as i say you know i still see it now my uh talk, obviously i talk off air to you about one of my godsons my other godson i go and watch him play football and jesus to cry he's only like nine and the way the way you see opposition managers and coaches talking to these players it is 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 nothing short of disgraceful. Uh, I just hope they obviously have have, have, have better coaching in, in in the girls' games. Chidge, JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. 
the thought of missing my beloved blue boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I mean, no. Obviously, sorry, they, they're, they're, they're mixed at that age, though. Some, uh, some are, some yeah. aren't, aren't they? Because yeah. he, plays, he plays at uh, somewhere in Rains Park, or, or, so I go down and watch him play yeah, and here. I'm, they're mixed because I noticed a really couple of talented uh, uh, females in, in 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 one of the teams he played against uh, uh, way better than any of the boys. Uh, yeah, so it's mixed. So so it's not so much girls and boys, is it separately? Yeah, I suppose they can see you know female players, women players doing it on the big stage. It does inspire them. Jane, obviously, we've seen today that Chelsea have sold out the season tickets um, for next season. Obviously, there's lots of politics at play in the background so I won't go into that sort of detail of it but you know that's a good positive sign for the club but they need to then go further don't they and get more people in every game because they only filled it for Man United last game of the season obviously they're going to win the title so lots of people turn up that needs to be every week doesn't it yeah 100% obviously it's great that we've sold out all the season tickets but like you said there is a lot of stuff behind the scenes but if you want to like grow the women's game. You need to be filling out the stadium week in, week week out. And obviously, our opening games at Stamford Bridge. And I'm just hoping and praying that it's a full sort of as near full that it can be capacity Stamford Bridge, and not a half empty no atmosphere Stamford Bridge. What times have we got for that? Um, it's a half twelve kickoff on a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday yeah. the tenth or the eleventh. The eleventh. Okay, yeah, that'd be good. September. Okay. Hmm. And do you think, in regards to that, obviously, I don't know what the prices are because it's, it's included with the women's season ticket, but do you think I when think they price it low... Nine pounds. Yeah. Do you think when they price it low, people would just buy it and then don't show up? Do you think there's... Do you think the game undersells itself? I think sometimes it is easy to... You know, if you make other plans or you just can't generally be bothered if you haven't paid a lot for a ticket, then you can have that, you know, that blasé attitude. 
uh, I suppose, I suppose their thought process was by putting it so low, we'd hopefully get, you know, a 40 odd, you know, 40 odd thousand capacity and, and you, you, you know, talking about jumping on, on, on the, uh, the England uh, national team's European championships win. And hopefully I think it's smart and we'll only see if it pays off. Hopefully it should do, you know, as, 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 as Jane said, you know, if you've just started the ease of watching of watching uh, the women's national team in, in recent weeks. It was on the main channel on BBC One. You know, I remember years back when, you know, when I was first watching Frank Kirby play for England in, in, in that World Cup, I believe it was in North America, Canada. And, you know, I think it was on BBC Two and, you know, it wasn't highlighted much, wasn't promoted much. So, you know, hopefully young girls have been inspired by this. Uh, even young boys have been inspired by the women's national team and, and, and they all want to go and, you know, with that cheap, cheap money, uh, go and watch the, uh, the women's game. You know, I, I saw a tweet on, on Twitter the other day saying someone said that they reckon a lot of tickets would be available for the men's game because after a while, it, you know, the way the money is going nowadays, the, the freaking council tax, gas and electric, everything rising, you know, there might be times when you just get rid of your ticket on the ticket exchange and you can't afford. But, you know, if I got rid of my seat for uh, for the men's game and it was like 60 or 70 quid, well, how many WSL games could I go to with that? The whole season. You if you had a season ticket. <laughs> well, if, if, I, if I got, if I got, just say, for example, I got rid of my, well, I can't go anyway. For, uh, for the Chelsea Tottenham game, but my seat I think is about sixty eight quid if I got rid of it on exchange. So, but at one sixty eight quid, how many Chelsea women's games could I go to? No, nine pound a ticket. So, what's that? Well, six games. <laughs> so about seven, six or seven then. Six or seven games. So well, well then, but well, twenty cup games are cheaper. They're only a fiver, I think. Well, 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 that is a <laughs> an amazing. Uh, um, amazing investment that would be then. Yeah, and obviously, Jane, you went 2019 Chelsea played at Stamford Bridge against Tottenham. They ga- I think they gave away the tickets, didn't they? Yeah, they were all they, free. They gave away 42,000 tickets, I think 25,000 showed up. Yeah. Uh, which obviously is a lot of people still, but disappointing that another 20,000 stayed at home. Hopefully the difference is people are going to pay this this time. Hopefully the wave of, of England's going to help boost those sales. I mean, we've seen the Champions League last year, Barcelona sell out the new camp. I've seen Wolfsburg have thousands of fans in Juventus, I think, as well. It should be a, such a different occasion, shouldn't it, this one against West Ham? Yeah, I think, I can't, to be fair, I can't remember much of the Tottenham game, but the atmosphere, I think, where I was so used to Kings Meadow, I'd never watched, a, other than Wembley, I'd never been to a men's ground to watch a game. So I think I was quite disappointed in sort of the atmosphere and how many turn up. And obviously that year we was on the back of a World Cup. So I think they gave away the free tickets thinking they'd draw everyone in. But if you've not paid for a ticket and you can't be bothered to go, you're not going to go. So I am glad they are sort of selling the tickets and hopefully people will turn up and we will be able to get as many people as we can in and hopefully more than 25,000. Where did you sit, Jane, for that Chelsea Tottenham game? The side of the dugouts. And where will you sit for the West Ham game? I don't know. The side of the pitch, but I couldn't tell you where. Oh, you wouldn't go behind one of the goals, no? No, we'd, I'd, I prefer to sit on the side of the pitch. If I, I, I don't mind sitting behind the goals, but if I've got the option, I'd go for pitch side. Are you going, Dean? 
No, I'm away at um, Centre Parks for my son's birthday. So I was missing the first game anyway. Then they moved it to Stamford Bridge. Annoyed. Hopefully during the World Cup, the Men's World Cup. Obviously, there's no men's football at Stamford Bridge for two months. There's the opportunity there. We'll be in the Champions League by then. Mm. Um, well, all if we get through to the quarters of the Champions League, all games will we have to play at, be played at King's Meadow, uh, Stamford Bridge. Because from the quarters, you have to have VAR in the competition. Oh, okay. Interesting. And it's too much to put it in King's Meadow. So they'll all be, they'll all have to be played at Stamford Bridge because obviously it's got the facilities to have VAR there already. Yeah. So obviously, more people watch the women's game. They might be wanting to come down to King's Meadow. Jane, why should people do that? Because it's just a great experience and you get to see our lovely girls playing brilliant football. Yeah, so our, our main task this year is to get Dane down, um, which we're going to work on. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, if you come down, you'd be able to get a selfie with uh, Jane. You know, she's um, she's open to <laughs> photographs and tell her how wonderful she's on this podcast. Yeah, for the £5 each, if you come and see me first, um, <laughs> I'll do the booking form and then move you along the queue, get your signed photo done on a one of them clicky cameras where it comes out straight away. So, um, Dean, so have you got a season ticket for the women's this year? Yeah. And men's? And men's. I don't go to the men, though. Oh, what, you just put, you're going to put it on the exchange? Well, my dad sort of deals with it. Okay. I can go if I want to, hmm. but I went to once last season. Oh, so you're gonna you're you're fully committed to the women's now, then? Yeah, well, I need to be, otherwise, no one writes the script. And where's your where's your where is your season ticket? Um, West Stand. Lower. West Stand. Oh, is that with Jane? Both. Do you... Well, both West Stand for the men's as well. Okay. Was Matthew Allen? My dad don't like standing up. <laughs> I just go to the upper, like me. Yeah, well, there's stairs, so I give up on that one. Mm. That's why he likes the lower. Anyway. As we said, England, European champions. Um, can't quite believe that's a sentence we can say out loud. Uh, but we can. Congratulations to Serena Wegman and the England team, especially all the Chelsea players, of course. Um, it's great to see the sort of videos with them. with Emma Hayes at the side of the pitch as well. There's a few of them on, on social media now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, if you want to, if you're just getting involved in the, in the women's team, you're listening to us for the first time. Uh, we are on Patreon. We're doing a series celebrating the 30th anniversary of the creation of the team. We spoke to the man that invented the team, so to speak, um, Tony Farmer, a former manager, George Michaelas. And tonight we spoke to Matt Beard, who now manages Liverpool, but did manage Chelsea um, before Emma Hayes. Um, we'll be back when the season begins, full-time, looking at the best Chelsea team that there is, the women's team. Um, they bring us joy every week. Um, unlike their male counterparts uh, who tend to let us down. Um, Dane, obviously you're, like myself, a recent convert to the women's team, sort of watching them more closely. What would your advice be to someone getting involved for the first time? Or contact us, you know, you've got the you've got the perfect example in Jane, you know, a dedicated supporter for, for many years, you know, with love and encouragement. And now also yourself, you know, in, in recent years, now you've taken on board with a season ticket. So, yeah, you know, there, there's plenty of good people you, you can tell, you know, since I've been, since I was invited onto this podcast, uh, you know, certain people have followed me on, on Twitter, you know, who obviously go to Chelsea or, or, or regular watchers and you can tell their love and their enthusiasm. There's some really good people out there on Twitter. Uh, sometimes they're facing a bit of a battle, you know, shouting against the wind. 
with with some of the ignorance we see but unfortunately as i've said many a times twitter is twitter is an outlet for cowards but you know what you will get is when you come to the chelsea ladies you'll get like you, jane said you'll get enjoyment you know you'll be able to see see our wonderful team you know mixed with the supporters a nice atmosphere just a whole experience and uh it, it really is and as we we just recently talked about the prices come on you know nine pound you know even this year you, you know if you want if you, you know you can start by going to Stamford bridge and, and and watching watching us play against west ham and if you like it just as much then uh, we carry that on and start going down to, to Kingston, you know, Kings Meadow and, 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 and really be enthusiastic about it or at least give it a go. Yeah. You won't be, you won't be disappointed. The game's very fast. That was something that I always thought about the women's game. It was slow, but it's not, the speed is too quick. Sometimes, sometimes you have to rewatch it on sky as you're at the game to see what happened, uh, especially when it's in the penalty area, but, um, you won't be disappointed to to start following the team. You you feel their personalities a lot more, don't you, Jane? And you can meet them after the games as well. And they're not sort of cut off from supporters like the men's team. Yeah, no, it's a complete different atmosphere. It's a complete different experience altogether. You can meet them. You sort of it's a lot faster. When I've watched men's football on telly, I feel like the women's is a lot faster. And like you said, Dean, sometimes we have to sit there and think, oh, what's happened? And I have to look back, it's gone sort of so fast. But it is just a good experience all round. Yeah, so sort of three things you can do if you want to start following the team. Listen to us. Uh, follow the Chelsea Women's Sports Group and follow Chelsea Pride because they're must-dos if you're following the Chelsea women's team. Um, join us on Patreon. You can talk to us on Twitter at Mokings Meadow, Instagram at Went to Mokings Meadow. Like I said, we'll be back at the start of next month, which is September, when the season begins. We'll do a season preview episode. You can learn more about the team, about the players. Um, and let us know you're on board and we will help you along the way and hopefully see you at Kings Meadow in the future. Uh, thank you for listening. Congratulations to England. And until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.